Welcome to the Works Podcast by RoofWorks. I'm Jason Kong here with Holly Bowers, aka Roof Girl, as she's commonly known as, and Derwin Manus. And they are here from RoofWorks. And let's let's get started. So someone who is listening to this obviously wants to know more about RoofWorks. So what is RoofWorks? What do we need to know about it? Well, I guess I'll take that question. RoofWorks is a full-service roofing company. We started in 2006 here in Raleigh and uh, with my partner, Will Hayes, and we have been doing roofing. We initially started as mainly a residential company, and when we started, our motto from the start was to do repair, and we sort of built our foundation on repair, and that you'll see that throughout talking to Holly or talking to anybody in the company that repair is at the heart of this company. By doing repair, it has led us into everything that we do within the company from a roofing standpoint. So by doing repair, it has led us into all the bigger projects that we do. We now today are, when I say a full-service roofing company, we're a commercial company. We do all types of commercial roofing. We do all types of residential roofing, which is, you know, when I say all types, that is not just your shingle roofs, that's your metal roofs, that's your slate, your tile. In commercial, that's your membrane roofs, that's your coatings, that's gutter, that's anything that affects the exterior at the roof level, we take care of it. But when I speak to repair and why repair is so important to us, Holly talks about it a lot. Holly does a show And she talks about it all the time, and she says repair is at the heart of the company because most companies don't do repair. They're just doing big jobs. Well, repair for us gets us in touch with the customer. We take care of their smaller needs, and if we do a good job for that, that leads us into taking care of them on their bigger needs as a uh, service. So as a whole, RoofWorks has grown from a very small company to now we're over 50 employees, we're located on Hillsborough Street, right below the fairgrounds, and uh, we continue to this day to do the same thing from a repair, service, maintenance, full-service roof. That explains it. That was very well done because I think it's, it's very hard for those who may need some service done on their roof to know, well, one, they know when they need something done, but to know what separates one company from another, that can be really challenging and time-consuming to figure out, okay, well, how, how do I compare these two estimates or how do I compare these two companies because there's just so much that goes into what makes one company run well and what makes one company maybe want to scratch your head or maybe pause a little bit. Right. And uh, getting back to our foundation when we started, a lot of companies, and even from that time period and 2006 to today, it is amazing how many companies are roofing companies now in this marketplace. It seems like every day there's a new roofing company that comes to Raleigh. And that's great in a lot of ways because Raleigh is a growing marketplace, this whole Raleigh-Durham-Chapel Hill. But one thing that Will and I decided to do from the get-go is to be a professional roofing company. And we stress professionalism with not just our company but our employees And by saying that, we are licensed. Most roofing companies, ironically, aren't licensed. They do not have a license to do roofing in the state of North Carolina. And it's not required in the state of North Carolina. We took that extra step, which is not easy. You have to 
take the test just like a general contractor's license, which we also hold a general contractor's license. And we think it's important to show that we really are serious about what we do. And we would love if that was the case with all roofers, but, you know, that's another step of saying we want to be professional in what we do. The other thing is we want to be properly insured to do the work because if you are either a business owner or a homeowner, if you don't use somebody that has real quality insurance, they may have what we would call either a ghost policy or a false policy, then you're on the hook. And so we we made sure that from the very start, even as a small company, that we, I guess I would say, paid the price to insure ourselves properly. And roofing insurance is one of the more expensive insurances that you can have because it's a dangerous business. So with that hand-in-hand comes safety. And safety is critical to what we do. So we train our guys and make sure that we follow OSHA regulations. So all those things in our business are at the heart of what we do. And that leads back to being professional. We want to be professional because we think if we're going to do it, let's do it the right way. And we hope that that is set a standard, and we hope that that encourages people to look at us and say, that's somebody I want to do business with. Well, that gives a lot of peace of mind to the property owner, knowing that the company is licensed and insured. And that, again, having that comfort there and knowing you're in good hands really does go a long way. Holly, I want to bring you in here because you play a vital role when it comes to RoofWorks as well. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you've come to be here. (laughs) That's a good story to tell. Well, I jumped on with RoofWorks in 2010. There was probably four of us that work there. Coming from the construction industry for several years before I jumped on with them, I felt like I could help them because I had learned so much from my previous career that I felt like I was kind of a pillar of what they needed. So I walked in and I guess 13 years later, (laughs) now at the point where I've transition to a VP role, which I'm really excited about. And I've passed on the baton to my fellow colleague, which has worked very hard right beside me for the past 13 years, Carrie, which is taking over my role of head of operations. Wonderful. And Holly, so much goes into choosing the right contractor. What are some factors that we need to be on the lookout for when we're making this major decision? Oh, there's so many factors. I mean, the good thing is I'm very passionate about this because I have been in the industry on both sides from the new construction to the renovation side. I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. And when I came on with them, I knew right from the start that their heart was in the right place. They wanted to do things the right way. Even coming down to the subcontractors, they held them accountable as far as making sure that they're properly insured. And there were so many steps that they took to take RoofWorks to the next level. And that's why I feel like I've always believed in them because they were, they're were they always trying to do the right thing. Running their books for all these years, there's a lot from the inside when you're seeing the financials of what goes into making a good company that's stable, grounded financially. I know they don't cut corners. They never have, they never will. They've been very adamant about that. But those are the things behind the scenes that people don't see. When you're in a company and you're running the books, 
good or bad, you're seeing if, you know, they're doing some shady business. And absolutely not. These guys have never believed in that kind of stuff. And that's why I've always believed in them. And coming, when you say choose the right contractor, those are the things that the general public, they're not going to have any idea about. They're really not. They're not going to know what goes on behind the scenes and who these owners, operators are, what they're doing out there, what they're doing or not doing that's good or bad. And that's the part that you have to be careful about because they might look like they play the part. They might have a nice truck, might have nice clothes. Their website might be nice, but you know, what's the real truth behind their story? Are they young? Are they even financially stable enough to take care of an issue when it goes wrong? What kind of pockets do they have? That's the thing that I think that I'm going to bring to the table is knowing I stand behind him and Will 100% because all of those things that being young in the industry I didn't know about, I've learned so much more about coming from a company that did get hit, unfortunately, in the market crash in 2008, 2009. I saw everyone I care about lose everything. And so this time I was like, you know, I need to make sure that I'm with some very savvy people that it could happen again. Hopefully it doesn't to anyone in any of these markets. But I just wanted to have that stability and comfort to know that I was with the right people. Because I was with great people before and they lost everything. But I think that was where the repair and maintenance came in, and I was very passionate about that side because regardless of what happens, everyone's always going to need repairs. And it was the most logical, economical side to start this and really take it to the to the next level. I would just follow up. You ask her how she fit in. She's probably not telling you all the roles she really played. Give us, give us the real <laughs> so scoop here, Derwin. She... She really did. When she came in, we were very grateful to get her to come on board, and she'll tell the story that <laughs> it took us a while to to make a decision. We're very slow to make decisions, Will and myself, but we were very grateful when she came on board. But Holly has worn numerous hats within the company, but Holly's strength among many is her passion, and her passion has helped drive RoofWorks her passion to not have been in roofing, she probably will tell you herself that she is as passionate about roof works as the two owners, if not more. And that passion is what helped roof works explode and grow. And she has just been that kind of person that sort of in a great way demands it of everybody. And by having that passion, it lifts everybody else. And so her roles are many. I mean, she's, I always like to say everybody that works for us is a salesperson, and they should be. And I think that she's like a super salesperson because she's selling constantly, whether she's inside, outside, or at home, (laughs) she's selling. And that's been a big blessing to the company because of her energy and her drive and her enthusiasm. And it inspires me and it inspires other people and so I will tout that on her behalf and that's been a big plus for this company. 
very big plus. And I've probably been more pro-customer sometimes than I am pro-company. But it's, I mean, it's worked because I really, I truly do care about every single customer. And I'll, I get angry if we do something wrong or something happens to them. I get angry when they call us because they've worked with another contractor that did them wrong and won't return phone calls and so I think there's many layers to this as to where all my passion comes from because I'm just I try to fight for the right thing. And well, you said the word that that came right to my mind, and that's passion. And as a customer, I think that's so important to see on behalf of someone that you're doing business with. If they are passionate about you and what you're trying to accomplish, really sets you at ease knowing that you're in good hands. And we've gone over a lot so far about important things to look for when it comes to finding a contractor. I mean, we've talked about the company being licensed, insured, financially stable. We've talked about your passion. But also, almost equally as important to that is knowing warning signs to look out for with other potential contractors. And, uh, you know, one of the first things that comes to mind is are those storm chasers, you know, after we've had a big storm where they're trying to they're at least putting out there that they're looking out for your best interests and trying to help you. But oftentimes they're taking advantage of a situation or a bad storm that came through. People are sometimes desperate. What do we need to know about these storm chasers? You know, I've been in the business 28 years and it has really changed. It probably changed, I guess, Holly, probably about 2014. 2014. Thank you. 2014, it really changed changed in our market. I know in other parts of the country there had been consistent storm chasing, but our market really got involved in storm chasing in 2014 with hailstorm uh, tornadoes that hit. And once I think these companies realized what a great place this is, they sort of said there's a lot of potential here. And so what happens if you as a homeowner, somebody comes knocking on your door and says, hey, can I do an inspection for you? Have your roof, your neighbor, we did it for your neighbor, or there's been reported storms of hail or wind in your area, that's a warning sign. Because Holly and I sat down with some people that we can't really go into depth yet, and we probably, she might be down the road in a podcast talking about it, but there's some, hopefully North Carolina, from a legal standpoint, is going to put some teeth in this, but you do not, allow somebody to get on your roof. You're not supposed to. You need to get your insurance out there. Let your adjust insurance adjuster get on the roof. Don't allow a roofer to get on your roof and say that you have storm damage. That's just, once you do that, they can, and, and they'll come and put a slip of paper in front of you and say, sign this, and then they sort of have you, or they seem to let you think they've got you over a barrel. And they'll use terms that say, if you don't go with us, you owe us $2,500, and they scare people. Well, think about it this way. Is that any way to do business, to sort of bully somebody into, you don't go with me, you still owe me money, and you've done nothing for me other than get up on my roof? I mean, that's just, that's the kind of characters that is doing business in in our marketplace, and it's, it's sad. I mean... We're out here, if you had damage on your roof and you called us, what we would do is say, okay, call your insurance, get your adjuster out there, and we will be more than happy to work with them, work with you, and take care of you. Because I do believe when there's damage, you need to be made whole. 
and we need to help you, and we'd love to help you. And storms do hit, and they do cause damage, and that's why you have insurance. But you don't have insurance for people to get up on your roof and create damage. And take advantage of it. And take advantage because, really, it affects all of us. It causes all our rates to go up. It causes all kinds of problems. And the term free roof, everybody goes, wow, I got a free roof. She got one. He got one. My neighbor down the street got one. I should get one. And it becomes sort of a, a fever. And it's sad. It really is. And you would think as a roofing company, well, we ought to get in on it. But we don't want to because, it, one, it's not ethical. And you're going to pay for that somewhere down the line when you operate that way. You may make a lot of money, but somewhere it's going to catch up with you. And that's what's happening. And I don't know who it makes upsets the most. I think it's this lady to my right. But it really upsets both of us because it's just not right. But that being said, that's sort of what is happening in the insurance market. There is real damage, and it does happen, but it should be handled correctly. That's what we advocate for. Handle it the right way. People knocking on your door. I mean, I hate to use the word, but they're vultures. And the thing is, is when you allow them on your roof, there's a lot of fraud going on on that side of the business. And when they get up on that roof, that's when the fraud is being caused. They're creating damage, like he said, making it seem like there's hail and there's so many different ways that they have learned to work around this system. And the only way it can be contained and controlled is by legislation to set regulations for it, but also for homeowners to stop and do not let them get up there because that way they don't have the opportunities to do these kind of things anymore. Do not let them involved with your insurance company because it's just like health insurance. Would you ever let a stranger have all your contact information for health insurance? Then why would you do that for homeowner's insurance? It's no different. It's private. That's your information. It's personal. You need to keep that between you and your insurance company. And don't let a third party get involved in that. Because those are the other things that are happening behind the back doors that no one's aware of. That's great advice and something that we can all uh, be aware of. Because I think so much of the mistakes that are made in these situations comes from just not really understanding. Like the average person can't look at a roof and say, okay, well, I I can assess what's going on here. We need experts to do so. With that being said, I want to talk about inspections because, again, I would think the average property owner doesn't know. Well, at least I don't. Maybe I shouldn't speak for everyone else. I'll just speak for me. I don't know what the heck I'm looking at when it comes to my roof. So I, I need help there. And when it comes to inspections, that process has has kind of evolved for you guys, right? It's not the way that it used to be. That's right. We do, it sort of goes hand in hand with our repair and maintenance division, both on commercial and residential. So we can come out and do an inspection for for anybody. And we recommend once a roof gets past that two, three year old level, it's a good thing to have it inspected. Especially if it's five years old, we do an inspection and with, within that inspection, we can. it's like having a car tuned up. You've got to tune your car up. Well, your roof has to be tuned up because all the different seasons, limbs falling, nature. Squirrels are hazardous in this town on roofs. They do a lot of damage on roofs. So there's a lot of things that can happen. So we come, we can give you a full inspection. 
pitchers, a write-up, and say, this condition of the roof. We, we definitely stress that when we do it, we show you pictures. And then if there's things that need to be repaired, we let you know. And then we also tell you, okay, your roof is, this is your roof. You've got X number of estimated years left. You're in good shape. Uh, this is what needs to be done to extend the life. And in the market we're in right now, extending your roof is a great thing. And we're all for that. We don't say, come out and let's get rid of your roof, let's replace it if it can be repaired and extended. And that's the good thing about inspections. We always say if you can do some maintenance, pay some money and have some maintenance done and preserve your roof and let it last longer, that's great. Yeah, I think that's something that we we would all be on board with. And Holly, I want to ask you, you know, I've heard – especially since, I guess, the onset of COVID-19 and the pandemic, when we were really practicing social distancing, that the prevalence of drone inspections became more and more popular. What do we need to know about this technology? So there's a big difference with the drones versus the way we do inspections. So we definitely utilize drone technology, but it's for measuring purposes. Um, I know the technology from the drone side is they're adapting and there's quite a bit more things that they're going to be able to detect. But what I always say when it comes to inspections, you got to put boots on the roof because what drones can't do is what human hands can do. They can't pick up the shingles, look at nail patterns. They can't see how certain details were done. So you're still always going to be limited if you utilize a drone for inspection purposes. For us, our inspections are done We get the guys up there and they're walking each section of every single roof and taking pictures and it's a very, very thorough, detailed inspection with their hands, feet, and it's just, they're they're roofers. With drone technology, the pro is, yes, it's made it easier for you doing it for certain things, but the negative is a 20-year-old can use a drone, right? So let's be realistic. He gets up there and does an inspection. Does he even know about roofing? What does he really know to even look for? And that's why it's kind of misleading in many ways because they've made it easy for anyone to do this. And experience or no experience, you're really relying on someone's word at that point. And that's where it can be very dangerous. Yeah, and it it makes sense because the more – senses you have available to your disposal to perform an inspection, you know, again, as a, a customer, that would make me feel comfortable. I, it, to me, it's it's almost the same as like a virtual healthcare visit and an in-person healthcare visit. I know that if I'm in person, there's, you know, far more evaluation tools available at the disposal of the medical care professional, as opposed to if we're just doing this on a camera, you know, I, I, you're just relying completely on visuals. That's I, right. I think Holly did a tremendous job of explaining that because we can do the drone inspection. People have asked us to do a less expensive inspection and that's what it is. And you, you just made a great analogy, telemedicine where we could, we don't listen to your lungs. Right. So we can't, we can't hear if you've got congestion or whatnot, we don't know. We get up on there, we lift up, we check flashing details and we know everything and we get underneath that's you're really going to have security so that's the difference it's even the difference of 
when you walk on a roof, you can feel the stability of the decking. You're not ever going to know that part with a drone. So do you see where I'm coming from with the advantages and disadvantages? Yes, there's a lot of pros to it, but the cons. And from that perspective, it's just better to have a company that actually knows roofing and they do get up there. Absolutely. That's a wonderful point, Holly. And we're just about out of time here, but I want to let folks know that if they want to follow up with you guys, whether it's to get an estimate or to have an inspection done, they can go to roofworks.com. That's W-E-R-K-S, roofworks.com. Or you can call 919-852-2660. And Holly, after we've visited your website or we've made the phone call, what can we expect next? What is that process like for uh, someone who's just starting out the process? Well, we have the chat feature on our website, which is great because you can actually chat with a live tech and the estimate feature. Um, calling us, we have 24-hour service. So even after hours, we still have an answering service. And that's why I'm probably crazy sometimes because you'll see me checking my emails at 11 just to make sure no one has an emergency that needs to be taken care of. Um, so you're, we're always going to have someone on standby. And depending on what you need service-wise is going to depend on how we channel you through our team. But our teams, our teams are great. We've got teams for residential steep slope, teams for repair and maintenance, teams for commercial. So anything that you need, you just give us a call and we'll make sure that we get you in contact with the right person. Wonderful. That 24-7 is huge because Boy, if you've ever dealt with a roof problem, one, you know that uh, it doesn't quite follow business hours. And, That's right. and two, you want that thing addressed as quickly as possible. Well, Holly and Derwin, thanks so much for your expertise here. We look forward to many more episodes and learning more from you as we go along. This has been the Works Podcast by RoofWorks. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget, you can learn more information at RoofWorks with an E.com. E.com.